0: Friday, October 13th. Steer clear of any and all mirrors you might pass. Do not step on that crack and don't even think about walking under that ladder because there's truly never been a more cursed day. Well, there's one day that might come close. A day in 1949 when 13-year-old Roland was possessed by the devil
1: nomine patris dominos this is based biased or
0: bs
1: (laughs) hello and welcome to the podcast where two best friends
0: tell one true story
1: my name is maddie
0: and i'm zach
1: (laughs) and this is based biased rds i'm just trying to keep it light yeah
0: yeah (laughs) just keep on smiling until until the pain comes
1: except that it is spooky month
0: it is spooky month how are you feeling do you feel the fallness yet
1: actually yes a little bit it has gotten
0: yeah it's happening I can it's wear in the air.
1: jeans without being super sweaty, so to me <laughs> that's fall. it's all
0: based on a sweat factor, honestly. Yeah. I don't relate to that. <laughs> we never record at night and we're recording at night. Have we ever before?
1: Yes, we have. We have done a night recording because I remember sitting in a different room and like it got darker and darker and I didn't realize it. Oh yeah, and I was like, "You have
0: to turn on the light." I do You're remember that. You're so scary. That.
1: Yeah, but we've never <laughs> we've never done a horror movie. We've at never night.
0: done, even though last week was the first month of spooky. We just went spooky in a different way. We went scary or terrifying.
1: Yeah. Thriller.
0: Yes, today. We're recording at night, and we're talking about The Exorcist. What? And
1: are we going to talk about the candles?
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) and we have candles, of course.
1: I'm I'm taking the candles as if the candles go out for any reason during this recording, we have to stop. (laughs) We have to (laughs) have to stop. Well,
0: okay. A little sneak peek. (laughs) If the candles go out, that's definitely a sign. Or if the candle bursts into a pillar of flame.
1: True. (laughs) I I put my hair in a pony for a reason.
0: Good girl. (laughs) Good girl. And I don't like to say that to you. I know. Um, My candle tonight is scented Bonfire Nights.
1: Ooh.
0: It smells smoky, a little woodsy. It's beautiful. What do you got over there?
1: I got two candles going. I was just really feeling it. So I have, first is, it's called number three. (laughs) <laughs> it's a pomegranate and sandalwood I mm. think you gave it to me
0: I know honestly most of the candles in your house Are from me
1: But the other one is The olive branch candle from Lush mm.
0: <laughs> Yummy. Yummy Yeah
1: it's really good And together pretty good
0: That sounds delicious
1: It's calming
0: Calming before the storm Yeah, I have a feeling that you have A lot of Things I've to talk about done, for the movie.
1: I've never done more research on a movie I watched.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even realize this until after we picked this, but this is kind of our first, I think, would be re- called a classic movie or like revered as like classic film.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of reasons for that that I'll get into.
0: Okay. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I just want to hear what you thought.
1: Okay. Well, I watched this movie.
0: The Exorcist.
1: The The Exorcist. I watched The Exorcist nineteen seventy-three, the first. That's what I was supposed there's many Exorcists.
0: Oh. You watched the correct one.
1: Okay. I didn't check with you but I was like "Mm, What if I made
0: you watch like the third Exorcist?
1: We'd be in trouble. Because I think the only reason I was able to watch this movie without, like, having a full-on panic attack is because it's 1970s. Okay. It's the 1970s. So we haven't gotten to peak realism in horror, if you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying.
0: Right. Because I'm guessing it's all film tricks or, like, tricks in the studio. There's no, like, editing of the film right special effects or whatever very little okay if
1: any i came into this recording really confident <laughs> i was like i watched this movie i watched it by myself adam was in the other room just in case but he's <laughs> but watching that's big football for you. you don't watch scary yeah. movies i don't watch scary movies let alone by myself right. so i did watch this movie i was like oh that's okay all right, I got through it. Yeah, I squeamed and I squirmed mm-hmm. a few times, mm-hmm. um, but I got through it. And then <laughs> and then I also decided we should record at night, and then I got to today. This was your and idea. And now the nighttime recording of The Exorcist is happening, and my confidence is wavering. So I'm just going to start st- – I'm going to read what I wrote because I'm getting <laughs> more nervous by the moment. Read
0: so, what you wrote when you were confident, and hopefully it will help Yeah, when I was confident.
1: You. It's really confident. So. <laughs> the Exorcist is the 1973 <laughs> horror thriller based on real events.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It was directed by William Friedkin, and our cast features Ellen Ber- Ellen Burstein. Okay. Yeah, I almost said a friend's name instead. Oh. So I had to stop <laughs> myself. <laughs> Ellen Burstein is Chris McNeil, who is a mother and actress. Linda Blair as Reagan McNeil, her 12-year-old daughter, Jason Miller as Father Karras, and Mercedes McCambridge as the voice of the demon Pazuzu.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Pazuzu. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I... I think I said that. You did. They never it said right. it in the movie, so... Oh, okay. So let's let's get to some positive film facts before we dive into this movie's very bizarre facts. Okay. So, if adjusted for inflation, this would be the highest-grossing rated R movie of all time.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, that's wow. that's kind of insane. It is insane. The film was the first horror movie to be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm. Hmm. So that's a pretty big one.
0: That's huge because horror films now are still not no. getting nominated for Oscars.
1: Right. But this one was. Wow. In his film debut, Jason Miller, who is Father Karras, received a Best Actor nomination. In fact, it was nominated for 10 Oscars. Wow. Including Best Actress in a Leading Role, Best Director, and Best Supporting Actress in a role. But the last one is a little controversial because Linda Blair was nominated. Mm -hmm. But Mercedes McCambridge contributed to the performance and was initially uncredited when the movie was released.
0: The voice so, of the demon. Yeah. Oh.
1: And she went to a lot of extremes for this movie. Okay. She drank raw eggs. <gasps> she chain smoked. Wait, who? She was, this is this the is uncredited the voice. woman, Mercedes McCambridge. Yep. Uncredited. Wait,
0: she had to do all of this, and she was just the voice.
1: She was just the voice. Yeah. These oh. were it, it, what, from what I saw or read, it was like her her decisions, her choices to do these things. Okay. So. Drinking raw eggs, chain-smoking, drinking whiskey. She also... But also in (laughs) drinking whiskey, she was a former alcoholic, so she, like, had a priest with her at all times just to, like...
0: Condone it. And, like,
1: a sponsor. Yeah, pretty much. So all of this to, like, alter her voice accordingly for the demon. She also sat restrained by, like, torn sheets to more realistically achieve the sound of struggling. Oh, God. (laughs) So... (laughs) There's, there's that. Um, at the beginning of this movie, we start in northern Iraq. And at the time of filming, relations between Iraq and America were not very good. So, director William Friedkin dealt directly with the ruling Ba'ath party in Iraq. And they agreed to the movie being filmed there as long as Friedkin's team hired Iraqi crew members and taught them how to make movie blood.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> bada bing, bada boom.
0: Weird. That's a wild fact. The movie itself starts in Iraq? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have nothing about that.
1: Okay, I don't I didn't think you would after the movie continued. So once filming actually begins, the movie faces a lot of problems. First of all, the two-story house set that's used for a majority of the film burns down when a bird flies into an electrical box and it pushes back filming for six weeks.
0: Oh. Okay. A bird hit a box that burned down the house?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Also, one of the rooms on set had to be kept really cold because they wanted to be able to see the actor's breath because they couldn't edit that, so it had to be real. Uh-huh. And the air conditioner unit used for that was $50,000 before <gasps> the constant repairs, because it kept breaking down.
0: Curse.
1: Yeah, so first a fire, then a freeze. That's not sticking. Now, also, if you've ever been on a set or like a stage If you'll before, do one
0: thing, you'll <laughs> find an alliteration. I, You'll I find that. an alliteration.
1: <laughs> I didn't mean to. It's just in my bones. <laughs>
0: it's who you are.
1: I know. Um, so <laughs> the lights that were used on the set are very, very warm. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever been on a stage, you can literally feel the heat from the lights. So right. that would cool. That would warm up the room to the point of stopping filming until it could be cooled down again, oh. so that they would still see actors' breath. So filming was set to take eighty-five days. But filming in America took 224 days. No. Yeah. That's
0: almost a whole year, Madison.
1: I know. I know. Oh. I'm not done. Okay. There were nine deaths connected to people involved <laughs> on the film as well.
0: Wait, stop. I heard nothing after nine deaths. I did not know that's where we were going. <laughs> I thought the worst thing was the hot lights. Nine
1: yeah there were nine deaths. deaths connected to people involved in the film, okay so like at peop not <laughs> n- not necessarily people in the film there was there was one actor who didn't make it to see the, the movie yeah
0: <gasps> whoa yeah but like but crew workers or producers crew workers or people's family
1: mem someone on the crew's family okay. members someone on so Linda Blair's grandpa passed away so like just in general nine that's still weird. Yeah, nine. Ellen Bernstein was also injured on set during a stunt involving her being pushed to the ground. And in order to do that, they would yank her back by a wire. But it was done so violently that she now has a permanent spinal injury.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing. Holy shit. They gave no fucks in Hollywood. Wait,
1: just wait. Speaking of spinal injuries, Linda Blair fractured her lower spine during filming as her body is thrown up and down on the bed during one of the episodes. And both this takes is... in which... and... no, wait, wait, I'm almost I'm done. waiting. Just wait. I'm waiting. Both takes in which these women were injured made it into the movie. Yikes.
0: Oh, they love to do that.
1: Yeah. So they ended up bringing an actual reverend to bless the set.
0: So, I have a question okay is the little girl the twelve year old girl actress does she change when she turns into more into a different actress?
1: It's the same actress the whole time okay it, but the voice changes
0: okay, and so Linda Blair is the little girl
1: Linda Blair's a little girl mm-hmm
0: oh my gosh, okay. <sighs>
1: Even upon release, this movie faced problems. So a lot Wait, of the I movie was... Wait, I have another question. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remembered. When you said nine deaths, I'm still a little yeah. bit shocked. Is that nine deaths since the premiere, like till now? Or like nine deaths while shooting During the, the
1: process of filming the movie, <sighs> nine deaths.
0: Stop it. Oh, no. no. I would never do a movie again.
1: Well, in, in some of the interviews, like I read of of Ellen's, she's people are like, "Why did you go back?" Because she's in more of the Exorcist. She does the another sequels. Exorcist movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. why? And she, I mean, she was like, "Yeah, I got hurt, but it wasn't like the director's fault. It wasn't the movie's fault. She's just kind of of that mindset." But I'm scared but, uh, for you. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what I have of the the, like, filming process issues. right. But now now the film's open. So a lot of the movie was filmed in Washington, D.C., and police there threatened to arrest anyone who sold a ticket to non-adults, even if they were accompanied by an adult. Because it's an R-rated movie, but if you're there with a parent, you're allowed to go. Mm -hmm. But police said, no, no, no. We don't like that. There was a lot of, like...
0: Backlash with this movie?
1: Backlash with like the way religion is portrayed. Okay. So over in the UK, the movie was a box office success. And the first DVD release had no issue in 1981. But the 1984 Video Recordings Act got the movie pulled from shelves in
0: 1988.
1: Why? Because of the content, the way religion is portrayed, the... Specific scenes with religious figures. That's always weird when people
0: care about it after the fact.
1: Yeah. And then it took another 10 years before it was allowed to be sold to the public again. Weird. Right. And like I said, many people thought the film glorified Satan. And out of fear of religious extremists, Warner Brothers had to hire bodyguards for Linda Blair for six (gasps) months after the release. Whoa. That's the kid. And finally... Theaters had to call paramedics to treat those who had fainted or gone into hysterics oh. while watching the film.
0: <gasps> Did you feel that? Were you like, I'm going to no. faint?
1: No. I mean, well, I guess
0: these <sighs> people had never seen maybe stuff like this in a movie.
1: Yes. I, the things that made me uncomfortable actually, I maybe would have fainted. I think I looked away. But,
0: mm. like I don't, on a big no. screen, too, at a movie yeah, theater. Yeah, big
1: screen surround sound i mean i have like a decent sized tv but i can't imagine seeing all of that on
0: (laughs) a big screen the big one
1: yeah so though that's what i have for you those are the facts i have about this movie wow it was cursed from the start
0: (laughs) nine people dying
1: two spinal injuries
0: (laughs) (laughs) and she went back yeah wow Okay, that's a legendary film facts for us.
1: That felt leg- I felt like I was talking for hours just now.
0: <laughs> you weren't talking, talking that long.
1: I know, but I've never had that many facts.
0: <laughs> I'm scared. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I am.
0: So if your film facts are any type of warning
1: with her <laughs> spinal
0: injury, I just want to give a warning up top we're going to be talking a lot about what could be seen as child abuse and, like, just a child in despair. Right. So just, like, know that going in. There's also a lot of, like, spiritual aspects, obviously, and religious aspects. If you take all that away, it's just also just a child in need. So it gets a little bit sad.
1: Yeah. I really saw a child in need. I really, really, really saw a child in need.
0: She was in need?
1: Big time.
0: Okay. We're going to discuss also this a little bit more, this kind of topic of what actually is this if we take all the things away from it?
1: Yeah, because I was confused. Like, the movie didn't lay things out clearly for me.
0: We'll get into it because I'm a little worried about... Pairing up what you watched and what I have to tell you. Because right off the bat, I have a plot twist for you. And? Which I kind of revealed a little bit in the um, intro. I don't know if you caught it. But the story that we're covering today is about Mm. the true 1949 exorcism of Ronald Hunkler, a 13-year-old boy.
1: Ronald, not Reagan. Got it. Yes. Easy switch for me, not going to lie.
0: Okay. And it's a boy.
1: (gasps) Wait, I just said Ronald Reagan.
0: (laughs) Ronald, not Reagan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Ronald Reagan was a, a, not a principal, a president. (laughs) No, I know.
0: I know. Oh. I know. Ronald,
1: Ronald, Ronald. Okay.
0: The thing also about his name that gets a little bit confusing is while this was happening in real life, he was kept anonymous. So his name wasn't known for a long time. Or he was known as a different name. So in the research, all of the names were different. So Got it. you might also hear this story about a Rolando. That's what he's commonly known as. Okay. Um, another nickname for him is Robbie Manheim.
1: Okay. I don't know.
0: You can ignore all those. Roland Doe is definitely one of the more common ones. But we're going to go by what is known as his or thought as his actual name. Ronald, Ronald Hunkler. Hunkler. And you have to know it's the real name because it's the worst sounding one. Yeah. <laughs> All the other ones are too catchy to be real.
1: I don't know about Robbie Mannheim, but...
0: True. Put that in your mind so you're. we're also thinking there's a lot of conflicting information here. If we can't even get the name straight, a lot of the facts are different in each of the sources that I looked at. The most credible one, again, I'm going back to the diaries. We've got diaries from some reverends in here. That's what I thought was most credible. And then the rest, I tried to patch together as best as I could. Ronald.
1: Yep, Ronald.
0: Not McDonald. Hunkler.
1: You have to stop saying Hunkler (laughs) because it makes me giggle a little. I
0: don't think I'll say it one more time. I just had to get it out. Ronald was born into a German Lutheran family, but again, with the information, I couldn't find an exact date, but he was born in 1938. Okay. So the family lives in Cottage City, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C., which I love to hear that it it was filmed there. It was. That sounds beautiful. Now, in the movie, is there location changes? Or he's always, she's always. There are
1: location changes, I think. Something about Georgetown.
0: Yep. Okay. I'll keep going. That was beautiful. Beautifully said.
1: (laughs) Something about Georgetown. (laughs)
0: Um, So they live in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. They also, though, had some close relatives living in St. Louis. Mm. Just keep that in your brain. It's Ronald there. was an only child, but instead of making friends, let me, s- oh, I just need to zoom in. It was so hard to read. What? Ronald was an only child, but instead Don't of making stop friends. not
1: emphasizing the only child. That's not helping <laughs> me
0: here. Well, he was an only child. <gasps> and instead of making friends outside the house or being able to play with siblings, he made friends with the adults in his life. <laughs> okay is this sounding like you too much it's a
1: little relatable i did have friends my own age but i did have a lot of adults in my life
0: okay well his best friend was his aunt tilly
1: aunt tilly okay not me
0: also randomly i saw on the wikipedia it's aunt harriet so we're gonna go with tilly because that's what i saw most
1: yeah more fun to say
0: And Aunt Tilly was a spiritualist.
1: Okay. Have
0: you ever heard of that?
1: I feel like, but tell me what it means.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, spiritualism is a thing that has had its peaks a couple of times in history, but most currently was from the mid-1800s to the 1920s. And so, it is this social-slash-religious movement Or more like interest kind of in the afterlife. So if we're thinking like mid to late 1800s to the 1920s, that's like seances become a thing. Or Mm. fortune telling becomes like common people want that. Or Houdini. That kind of stuff where it's like this is popular in pop culture to be interested or entertained in the afterlife.
1: Okay. Okay. So
0: if you're like a spiritualist it can be someone who just likes to go to those shows or it can be more extreme where you like do your own séances or do play with ouija boards as we'll see in this story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hate I'll never touch.
0: I've I've never and I will never.
1: I had friends that tried to get me to do it and as you know my history with spirits, I said no, no. Uh-uh, not for me.
0: I didn't ever put in a break in here, or we maybe should have talked about this at the beginning. This should have been our intro. What are we going in with our feelings? Because our listeners, our BBs, might not believe in demons, ghosts, whatever we're about to talk about. How do you feel about it?
1: You know, I believe in spirits. Yeah. I believe I in do. everything. I believe in not everything everything, but that's not true (laughs) i don't believe in everything but i do believe in an afterlife i believe in reincarnation i believe that there are spirits i believe that there are guardian guardians around us Mm -hmm. that's what i believe but which and if i believe that i have to believe there are for every good force there is probably an opposite to that yeah yeah
0: i'm pretty similar to that i don't know if i believe as much like spirits are like walking among us like like just hidden people kind of or as common as some people might believe
1: oh i wouldn't say as i no, in my brain it's like sometimes they check in on me Mm. then they go fly back to wherever they're at i don't know
0: (laughs) okay i believe i i love that for you sometimes i i don't know how i feel about it but this story i am skeptical Mm. but i do believe I don't know why I believe more in like possession side and less in like guardian angel side.
1: Interesting.
0: I don't know. Because I feel like you can, I don't know. This story is pretty, we'll hear about it. Makes you kind of believe in it. And I don't know if there's as many like, maybe there are guardian angel stories. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe. I don't know what I believe.
1: You don't have to know yet.
0: True. And I might not ever know. <laughs> I did that thing where I have all of these notes about spiritualism and then I just kind of talked about it instead of reading my notes so here's some things I missed. Hypnotism also became a popularized thing where people would I don't go, know if
1: I believe in hypnotism I'll be honest.
0: really I definitely believe in hypnotism really I feel like it's a science yeah that you can just like mm. kind of tap into this like zombie. Whatever.
1: I guess because I've never experienced it. I can't say I believe yeah, in it yet.
0: I haven't either. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so the reports are that Aunt Tilly was a spiritualist and had interest in this. And right. she showed her nep- nephew. Yeah. Nephew. If you're a boy and it's your aunt. Yeah. Yep. Ronald. A Ouija board. And how to Tilly. use it. Tilly,
1: Tilly, Tilly, Tilly. You silly, silly, silly.
0: But. In her defense, he, the reports say that he asked her about it. So she answered his questions. Okay. But it could have ended there.
1: But Aunt Tilly is the one who introduces the Ouija.
0: Yeah. And okay. possibly like other spiritualist ideas in the afterlife ideas.
1: All right. That makes sense. Because in the movie, it was very like, I found this in the basement. How did this get here? I've been playing with it. So oh. it was like,
0: out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, there was no seeming adult that it might have come from, if Okay. that makes sense.
0: Oh, that's weird, because this is like a very convenient-sounding story with this aunt, right. because she shortly dies after this. Oh. And then there are multiple reports, including the book, <laughs> the book Possessed, colon, The True Story of an Exorcism by Thomas B. Allen. This man has a lot to say about Roland and the exorcism movie. He wrote a, a book that is apparently highly regarded on this subject. So he says that Roland used the Ouija board to attempt to contact the spirit of his late aunt. Oh. Or if you're getting mad at me for saying it like that, aunt.
1: Because <laughs> my um, little child, Reagan... Was fully talking to someone named Captain Howdy.
0: Oh, that's on the board. Yep. Okay.
1: Captain Howdy and Aunt Tilly. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Cartoon Network show. I don't have a lot of like information on who he was talking to on this board, but there's just reports that he used it trying to be like, I know this goes to the other side. So after this things began happening to the house and to Ronald himself. Things that no one could explain. Mm -hmm. On January 15th of 1949, Ronald and other family members heard what sounded like water dripping in their home. Even after all of them checked throughout the house and found no leaks, the small persistent sound remained.
1: I don't like that. Any
0: leaking? in your movie
1: not that i heard of
0: but wouldn't that be such a um, eerie noise where you're like i looked everywhere water would be like what what is leaking and yeah just
1: drip, but i drip. got a leaky faucet right now so at least i know
0: the source
1: <laughs> i'll never fix a couple that.
0: episodes ago you had a loose screw and you got a leaky leaky faucet what's and wrong a wisdom with you tooth
1: yeah, i don't know <laughs> Keep telling me the creepies before I back out.
0: The noises didn't stop there. Scratching sounds like claws scraping Rats against in the wood. Attic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> claws scraping against wood started to wake them up at night and yeah, they started to think it was rodents Rats in or pets. Yeah.
1: I heard a weird sound like a growling animal.
0: Mhm. Growling. Growling's going to come into play for sure. Mm, great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this house had an attic because they thought the pests were in the walls and the floor. They had an exterminator come out. They removed portions of the walls and the floor and no pests were found.
1: Yeah, they checked the attic. There was nothing there. Her like butler checked it or something. The mom and child in this movie, the mom was very rich and like an actor and had like many house people working for her. And so her like Butler comes to check the attic and and that was that Got was it. my exterminator. <laughs>
0: oh. I didn't really see anything about their wealth, but they did not seem extremely wealthy to me. Huh. Just a regular family.
1: Are they a family of two parents?
0: Two parents that Present? I can tell. I didn't get again, the information is little. It felt like uh. there was a lot of people. Coming in and out of the house and staying while this happens. Yes. So like the, at one point there's a grandma. At one point there's another aunt and just like random family members. The noises continued to grow like growling underneath the bed coming from the floorboards. And that's yeah. finally when the family began to realize that the noises were radiating from Ronald's room. They weren't coming from anywhere else. They were loudest in his bedroom. Yeah. The closer they got to his room, the louder the scratching, the growling, the louder the dripping. They started to hear squeaking shoes coming that sound coming from his room. And Ugh. then footsteps in the room when no one was there. What? Yeah.
1: Oh, footsteps I'm creaking the
0: like wooden floorboard, and then you open the door and there's no one there. But then it has that feeling of like someone was just in here. Ugh, creepy. <laughs> but still the family is terrified, has no idea what's yeah. happening, and that everything they're hearing, it nothing has an explanation. That's until things also start moving. Yeah. Ronald's mattress begins to shake.
1: Yeah. So did While he's sleeping
0: on it. The bed covers fly off from the bed at school his desk began to slide across the room while everyone was sitting or while he was sitting in his desk and he began to crash into other students desks
1: the entire class
0: witnessed it (laughs) What? can you imagine the entire class supposedly says they witnessed this
1: and you need a really strong fishing line if you're faking it (laughs) So,
0: and how would you ever be able to? I don't to, know. Yeah, except you if you're possessed by the possessed.
1: devil. Possessed. I'm getting heebies. That's Hurry why. Up.
0: Okay, I didn't say it to you, but at the beginning in my intro, I gave us a Latin protection chant.
1: <gasps> Thank <laughs> God.
0: It was something like, in the name of God above or God the Father or something. I don't know if I believe in that, but I believe in the power of Defer. Latin.
1: Okay, we believe in Latin at least. Because I'm yeah. like, do you know who you did a Latin prayer over? Us two?
0: <laughs> During on. one episode, Ronald and his grandmother, here's the grandmother, saw a picture of Jesus Christ hanging on the wall across from them, begin to shake. And then it jumped off the wall and flew across the room, smashing into the wall next to them.
1: No. No. No.
0: It wasn't just Jesus flying across the room. Coat hangers, mirrors, furniture, books, and even fruit. <laughs> I don't know why I put fruit as the last one. And even fruit. <laughs> I should have put, like, furniture there. Books and even fruit would move on its own. Or just be g- <laughs> Not fruit. Can you imagine?
1: Watch the apple. Watch the banana. Who
0: cares about the couch but the banana? <laughs> The cherries, the the things that boy would do to cherries. Blueberries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: Do candles bubble? Do candles bubble? Do candles bubble? Do they do that? Mine has bubbles. Are they supposed to bubble?
0: (laughs) Toil and trouble. Yeah, candles can bubble, I think.
1: Okay. It's not like aggressive. Just,
0: okay. So these objects, like I said, and most importantly, fruit would just be completely thrown through the air.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did see that.
0: Things flying across the room? For sure. What was the child like during this? Trancy, like kind of out of it?
1: Well, no. It was like she she was fighting whatever was happening. Like when the bed shaking thing first happened, it was her yelling, Mother, please help me, Mother, help me, help me. As she's like, can't control what's happening. Yeah. And then when things are flying around the room, a lot of screaming, help me, just like has no idea what's happening.
0: Creepy. So things would, like I said, fly across the room, but I think more creepily. Sometimes they would just be sitting there and watch objects begin to float and levitate when Ronald would walk by them and then just slowly sit back down as he walked past.
1: What the fuck?
0: And it's creepy too, because like when things are moved and smashed then you're like at least when you see it you're like i know this happened but when they're moved and put back you would if you didn't see it like, you would never know did that happen did you that never happen know. am i possessed
1: <laughs> the bubble's gone the bubble's gone
0: it's popped when the bubble's gone happen? it means you're gonna die
1: <laughs> there's only one left
0: well you better keep it alive so terrified, the family reaches out to their minister, Reverend Luther Miles Shoals. I don't know if you got the same names nope. at all. Yeah, I wasn't no. expecting that. And he agreed to observe their son. He saw and documented watching the boys' bed shake, dishes flying through the air, furniture moving of its own accord. I forgot to put and. And furniture moving of its own accord. See, there I put furniture last. And furniture. Yeah, you emphasized it. He didn't did even get. mention the fruit this time. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Schulz <laughs> then says, weirdly, come stay with me, boy, to my home, and I will observe you.
1: That's weird. That did not happen.
0: I think it's weird as well. The family agrees, and Ronald goes and lives with this man who he just met. And according to the reverend, bizarre events or the bizarre events continued there as well.
1: I would never go to a reverend's house. No offense.
0: Never, ever. (laughs) Knowing what we know today, I would never let my 13-year-old boy son go to a reverend's house and sleep there. Especially if he's
1: levitating shit. Right. my fruit.
0: My... (laughs) 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 <laughs> anytime you say that i'll laugh so we need, it. Okay. The fa- we need it the family says fine he does it the things keep happening there and so the reverend goes and tells the family i don't know this is crazy and you should go talk to a catholic priest because they're the people that deal with this kind of stuff and i'm just okay. lutheran or something things were desperate because the events kept getting worse claw marks mm-hmm. began appearing on the boy's skin Some of the marks even started to look like letters, but obviously that's not possible, right? That, that, that. I can't. So this is when he was visited by a local priest and Ronald began speaking in Latin despite never having previously studied or learned it. She's blinking at me. Say something. So I know you're not possessed.
1: I'm not possessed, but like I'm nervous. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Desperate, Ronald's family turned to the local Catholic church, St. James, for their help. And their assistant pastor, Reverend E. Albert Hughes, prayed with the family and sent them home with a vial of holy water and a set of blessed candles and told them to use them in their home if events ever started happening again.
1: Oh, they're going to happen, dude. They're going to happen.
0: Obviously, they did happen again. And when Ronald's mother attempted to use the holy water, it was flung out of her hand and smashed onto the wall across the room.
1: Okay, interesting, because that's crazy.
0: (laughs) That's terrifying and crazy.
1: My brain is just like, re-seeing so many things from the movie, and it's getting scarier the more I think about it.
0: (laughs) But this allegedly happened all of this and just imagine things flying out of your hands i don't want to daughter i don't
1: want to do that
0: (laughs) well that's what we're here to do
1: okay holy water shatters what did the candles blow out
0: the blessed candles either blew out on their own or flames shot up from them dangerously
1: good great perfect
0: so keep an eye on those candles i don't have anything you better stay
1: low you little ladies better (laughs) stay low over there (laughs)
0: Now here I'm actually happy to say that one report said the family t- finally took Ronald to a psychological testing center and to get like physical testing like an actual doctor at Georgetown University Hospital. After
1: the after the holy water didn't work?
0: Yeah. Well, Interesting. I couldn't really get a clear timeline. Like, they timeline. were kind of terrified and sure. going anywhere someone could help. So, yeah. At one point earlier, they went to a doctor, and then they said they were fine. But I didn't write note of that. But this time, they definitely got, like, psychological, physical testing at this university hospital. Okay. In Georgetown.
1: In Georgetown. Which you said. I did say that. I was so overwhelmed by the medical scenes that I, like, couldn't watch them fully.
0: Oh, what happened like that?
1: She was getting some type of like blood angiogram or something where they have to put dye in your bloodstream mm. to be able to see things, Okay, but they did it in her neck. They put a needle into her neck and then I had to like watch blood spurt out of it and then they <sighs> attach it to, yeah, this is when I squeamed and squirmed the most. <laughs> and then they do this like ridiculously loud machine around her and she's just like, uh, what? Like she's terrified on the bed the medical scenes freaked me out almost more than the possession scenes. Cause I was like, oh, these needles, why are you putting it in her neck?
0: Yeah. Why is that necessary? I feel like that's it's not, not even how they do that.
1: When I was looking up things about like facts about the movie, one of the things they said was that's not normally how that's done. Usually it's in like the arm or like, the butt cheek something that's like yeah fleshy and not like (laughs) your literal neck vein vein
0: yeah (laughs) um so he does go get these treatments but the test failed to bring up any ailments or answers Yep. Mm -hmm. so the boy is sent back home with a clean bill of health yep (sighs) So at this point, the family is willing to do anything and convinced that this all has to do with Aunt Tilly. Ronald's mother moves the family to St. Louis.
1: They leave the house.
0: They leave the house. On March 9th, 1949. They leave the entire state. Wow. Because they're like, well, maybe it's all because we're still in this same house that is where he did the Ouija board and everything.
1: Sure. My own face just scared me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, face oh, time? my God. What? Yeah. My own face in the corner. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God.
0: sighs> we can't do these at night. It's so scary.
1: <laughs> can't ever, ever. Guess what? What? The bizarre what events followed them to Missouri. No.
0: This is where they meet Raymond Bishop. So this is one of our main priests. So we could forget all the others, but he's a main. Okay. So he's a young Jesuit priest at St. Louis University. I don't know what Jesuit means. One of Ronald's cousins (laughs) had actually (laughs) been the one to tell Raymond Bishop about his other cousin, Ronald. And after that, news spread to higher-ranking priest Lawrence Kenny and Paul Reinhardt all about
1: the situation.
0: Yep. These three agreed to see the boy.
1: We I have a question mm-hmm. to clarify with Please. Ronald. At this point, are things just flying around and, like, moving around and stuff and shaking or?
0: um? It was hard to tell. I don't think any, like personality
1: got it came Besides out the Latin? until
0: the religious things happened I think oh. right now he's just kind of fuming with this wild energy and it's okay. smashing and doing and levitating things but there's and no he, like and speaking. he's speaking Latin right and speaking Latin yeah okay so maybe there's a voice with that so these three men bless the home on Roanoke Drive okay which is kind of creepy Dean. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the story of Roanoke? It's a I different heard topic for a different movie, but it's a creepy name and it's weird that it's their street. Yeah. And they stepped in the house. When they entered, they said they specifically remembered the coldness when they entered the house compared to how it was outside.
1: Don't talk to me outside. about coldness. Don't <laughs>
0: talk to me about coldness. Is that all they talked about?
1: Once once we were in the room where it happened, frozen icebox. Mm. Yeah.
0: They entered the boy's room and Ronald was shaking on the bed, but stopped when they sprinkled him with holy water and made the sign of the cross. So they're like, okay, something weird. Wait, works. so
1: who's walking into the room again? Sorry, how many?
0: These three priests. Three priests. One Got like it. young one and two higher ranking ones. So these three leave because once he did that and responded to the holy water, they were like, oh, bitch, this is a possession. Yeah. He's He's not just like acting. So then they come back and get an even higher ranking priest, 52 year old Mm -hmm. William Bowdern. Okay. And he's our other main one. So we have youngie McGee Mm
1: -hmm.
0: whose name is Bishop and we have the old one experienced. His
1: name is Bishop.
0: His name is Bishop. That's
1: not a reverend. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, Bishop, Reverend Reverend Bishop?
0: Yeah. Okay. And then we have the veteran, 52 year old Reverend Bowdern. He sees Ronald's scars of an upside down cross on his body and is like, boys, it's time for an exorcism. Their exorcism mm-hmm. request is approved by the church, and now Bowdern, our eldest priest, is in charge.
1: Okay, I only had two priests.
0: Well, there was these. Oh,
1: they're four. not part of this.
0: I think they were, but the two main ones are this old guy Got and it. a like newer yep. man.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what I was working with.
0: Beautiful. Now, Bishop, our Reverend, is important because we have access to his diary. And if you know me, Ooh, I love snooping in a diary. I love
1: a diary. I love a man diary, to be honest. Yeah, come I don't on. get men diaries enough.
0: <laughs> we don't. Or at least the men diaries.
1: Yeah. Men. So he
0: and Bowdern, our lead exorcist, would visit Ronald every single night throughout all of March and into April of 1949. Every day.
1: Okay. When it
0: got more extreme, they started just living in the room. Okay. Over the course of this time, multiple different priests would be invited to the Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis where the exorcism was being held. So this was all being held in a hospital. So it was... It He was originally when he was in, Saint, or in Maryland in a house, but now he's just in yeah. a hospital in St. Louis. These invited men were told they need to, quote bear witness to the insidious work of the devil himself.
1: Okay, the devil himself.
0: According to one account, a total of 48 different people witnessed the exorcism rituals.
1: Forty-eight. It was a
0: fucking revolving door. 48 people. Came
1: in and saw this?
0: While it was happening.
1: Okay. You trust them? What? Like it's real? I thought you were saying it like forty eight people, so for sure it happened. Forty-eight witnesses.
0: I'm more saying like forty-eight people, like this child is spasming and writhing on this bed, and then there's just all these people coming in to like watch okay. it like like Happen. a act or something, a play.
1: Got I got it.
0: Less I don't care about the credibility. I'm gonna like believe this story, kind of whatever. No matter what, just for the like kind of entertainment of it. Sure. Just all those people coming in. I'm like, I don't even want yeah. you two in here. Now I have to deal with all these other people seeing me possessed by yeah. the devil. Um, also during this time, Bowdern and another priest named Halloran noticed that Ronald would be calm and normal during the day, but then would exhibit crazy wild behaviors at night, such mm-hmm. as screaming or unintelligible outbursts of just like not words. They could understand the priest began to pray over him. And this entire time, Ronald is strapped to the hospital bed. Mm -hmm. He reacted to them praying over him. So this, I felt like is a good point to be like, if I was strapped to a bed (laughs) for days, yes, not possessed I would also be screaming and yelling and doing things as well
1: yeah and if then you can also bed.
0: add to the fact like what if this kid was dealing like mental instability or issues or something if we're gonna take away the whole like I don't believe in spirits at all what could be sure. happening here is a kid struggling with mental illness and then is met with like we're gonna chain you to a bed and splash you with water.
1: And everyone's going to watch.
0: And everyone's going to come and watch. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that side of it too to think about during all yeah. of this. Either way, this kid is not having a good time. So remember that this is anonymous. No one really knows this kid's name while it's happening. So Bishop writes in his diary, quote, he talks or he calls the boy R. Just the letter R. Got it. So he says, quote, the prayers of the exorcism were continued, meaning like we're praying over him, and R seized violently, so he began to struggle with his pillow and the bed clothing. The arms, legs, and head of R had to be held by three men. The contortions revealed physical strength beyond natural power. R spit at <laughs> your face, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your face was crazy. <laughs> you looked so wild in the corner, in the dark <laughs> eyes, terrified. I'm sorry that I laughed. Sorry. Contortions revealed physical strength beyond natural power. R spit at the faces of those who held to him and those who prayed over him. He spit at the relics and at the priest's hands. He writhed under the sprinkling of holy water. He fought and screamed in a diabol- diabolical high-pitched voice
1: high-pitched
0: high-pitched
1: not what i got
0: i thought that was interesting tidbit
1: yeah i mean okay all right <laughs> really right in my ear with that <laughs> um, yeah what you're saying is like not exactly what i watched but i did see a lot of for lack of a better word, demon-like behavior, I guess. I don't really
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, that's know correct. I think that's the correct. It. You said it correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have things written down like, "Ew, she looks so scary. OMG, she had him by the dick." Like she was just like before she was fully restrained, was a mm-hmm. was like grabbing like so yes. strong.
0: So strong. Yeah. I know a little bit about the movie that her like face looks different she starts to morph into a different looking person.
1: Yeah. There's like um, images of like the devil that kind of come in over her face a little bit. It's not like a lot. Oh, okay. But it's flashes and it's kind of, it's almost what you were describing with the, like something setting, picking up and putting down. You're like, did that happen? I was Mm. like, wait, was that my eyes or was that the movie? What did I just see?
0: So there's kind of that.
1: They did use like later on. Her face was like, it obviously had prosthetic things and like, okay. That doesn't happen.
0: Well, his face doesn't morph.
1: I was hoping it didn't, but based off what you've told me so far, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah. Get ready for this next part. (laughs) During one session at night, the priest Bishop whose diary we just read documented that a picture of the devil appeared on the boy's leg.
1: What does a picture of the devil look like?
0: I don't know. Like a little pitchfork? A stick figure with a pitchfork?
1: He for sure has like a mustache and a beard. Like one of those like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, cues. Yeah. I don't know, but a picture of the devil appeared, whatever that might be, and at another session, in claw-like scratches on Ronald's chest, the letters H-E-L-L. Oh.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. I didn't know oh. where you were going.
0: No, it's no oh. No oh. Oh. Hell. It's hell. They're going to hell. They're all going to hell. <laughs> Did that get etched on her? N-
1: not exactly. It said, help me.
0: Oh. Etched on Oh, oh that's why you were so confused.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, throughout what I watched, it was very, like, this child is trying to fight whatever is
0: Mm. happening. I didn't get a lot of that. I don't know how I would have that information. Yeah, I
1: don't know how you would either.
0: Because I just have from the priest's point of view, but... Right. One time, Ronald was able to break free from his restraints and punched a priest in the face, breaking his nose. Another time, Ronald slipped his hands from the restraint this time and reached underneath the mattress and broke off a bed spring and a metal bed spring, and then used it to slash at the priests where he ended up cutting one of them and put that night's exorcism on pause. And maybe at this point we could also pronounce it child abuse. Cause what is going on? Why is he tied up?
1: Yeah. From like how long is it at this point?
0: It began at the beginning of March and it's now late March. We're about to, we're about to be in Easter, which is April 18th. Okay. So it's been probably a month at this point, maybe a little bit more. Jesus. It's April 18th, 1949. It is Easter and Ronald woke up in a reported quote, satanic fit. This is what a doctor would probably call a seizure. Okay. He was convulsing on the bed. Bowdern, the 52-year-old head exorcist man, who apparently was in the room, already there. I believe at this point they were just in the room monitoring the boy at all times. Yep. Immediately begins what's called the rite of the exorcism, which is the prayer rituals to mm-hmm. the exorcism process, he places holy relics such as crucifixes, medals, and rosaries in Ronald's hands and around his neck, and then demands to know the name of the demon possessing this boy. He demands that the demon leave this boy in peace, and then, according to Bishop's diary, again, the demon taunts the priest by saying, He has to say one more word, one little word. Oh, I mean one big word. He'll never say it. I am always in him. I may not have much power always, but I am in him. He will never say that word. And Bowden goes, Bowdern goes, bitch, just watch me. And at ten forty five that night he screams, Satan, Satan, I am Saint Michael, and I command you, Satan, and all evil spirits to leave. Uh, To leave that body in the name of Dominos. Immediately. Now. Now. Out. Now.
1: And it worked.
0: And there was silence. Oh. And moments later, 13-year-old Ronald wakes up. He turns to the priest and he says, he's gone.
1: Who's gone? Satan or Ronald?
0: The (sighs) demon. I didn't
1: know who won. (laughs) (laughs) Turns to the priest and says, I really was waiting for
0: that moment of release from you, but then you just kept looking at me scared, and I was like, Does she not get it? He's gone. The demon's gone. No,
1: I thought I didn't know who was talking Satan or Ronald. (laughs)
0: My acting was too good. Yeah. (laughs) He told the priest that that while this was happening, he had dreamed about a battle where St. Michael the Archangel. Was battling with the devil and other demons to free him. <sighs> so now, it's over. Ronald, <laughs> it's we're good. We're in the clear. That's it. Ronald doesn't have any demons or s- literal Satan. But where'd the demon go? He got. A, he was sent him back to wherever. The demon so, was like, okay. "You won't say my name, bitch, because I'm Satan and I'm the big one, and you're too what? scared." He Beetlejuice. And then he was like, "Satan, get out!" And he just ran away. I guess. Okay. Don't ask questions. So the family moves back to Maryland.
1: What? what? Shortly
0: after. Now that they're in peace and Ronald even writes to Bowdern, this priest, updating him on his health. And he's like, all's good. No more demons up here, baby. While there's not a lot of public information, because remember he's not known about until much later, reports do suggest that Ronald never experienced any other symptoms or possessions or talked about them publicly. But he did get married and raised a family naming his firstborn child, Michael, after the angel who fought off the demons who possessed him. St. Michael.
1: St. Michael. If
0: Ronald is still alive today, we don't know, but he would be in his mid eighties. So it is possible. Wow. Wow. This all had me thinking, what's happening today? This is in the 1950s, basically. So even though this happened almost 75 years ago, exorcisms today are still sanctioned and approved by the Catholic Church. Today, there's actually four different types of possession, which are based on the type of demonic activity. And today's story would have been categorized as kind of what we were already calling it, a demonic possession, which is the rarest type where a demon or multiple demons are using someone's body as their own. Yeah. Like now you can move their body, especially with the seizures, all that contortioning stuff. Right. Is Am I wrong in saying that the exorcist is where she climbs down the sky like a no, you're
1: not wrong, but it was not in the movie I watched. They cut it from the original, the spider walk. They cut uh-huh. from the original airing of it. Oh. Because you could see the wires holding up oh. the actress.
0: And they were like embarrassed.
1: So they then, when they released it to DVD, they were at that time they were able to like edit out the wires. They had the mm. ability and technology, so it is in like DVD released versions of The Exorcist. But are you telling me he never rose up from the bed? Because he,
0: I never saw a moment of him I, levitating from the bed. I just saw bed shaking.
1: Okay, I saw a woman off the bed. She was mm. r- risen from the bed. So you telling me no? spinny spin there was no head spin head spin yeah no
0: i specifically saw something that said despite the movie telling you his head went 180 degrees around it did not
1: there's no way
0: no way he would he would be dead after that
1: projectile vomit
0: no projectile vomit either
1: okay and, st- and those are the things that made me not believe it. Like I was like mm. this is what this is why I'm not scared right now.
0: Because it's so over the top. Yeah, this all the yeah. stuff they added was well not and even they possible. Added
1: also, a lot of sexual things that I didn't understand. Oh. I don't know how much you want me to get into.
0: Even you just saying that kind of answers more a little bit of my question of why would they change it from a boy getting possessed to a girl getting possessed? I was thinking along the lines of maybe it's more shocking to see this like little innocent girl go to this evil demon. But also there it's a room full of grown men with a little girl strapped to a bed.
1: I wasn't seeing them sexualizing her. Oh, the, the demon? demon? Yeah.
0: Oh. oh. Being like, look at what body I'm in?
1: No. Like oh. telling people to fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me in the cunt. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> well. And there's like a situation with the crucifix really going somewhere it shouldn't. <laughs> What'd you say? A crucifix went somewhere it shouldn't.
0: Oh, I saw that too. Yep. That didn't happen.
1: And she forced her mom's head somewhere. It shouldn't be. Stop. I'm not. This is what you made me watch. (laughs) Like, I don't understand those choices for the movie. I was like waiting for you to tell me like the demon made him super sexual.
0: No, no, not what I saw.
1: That's what I saw.
0: (laughs) (sighs) So remember how this was called a demonic possession i yeah. do have the other types
1: yes yes tell me do please. you want to hear them i do want to know what they are yeah
0: so that's the top tier of the most intense also the most rare i would hope below that is what's called demonic infestation I sounds want that. horrible and this is the presence of evil in a location like a haunted house oh sure or okay in an object like a Ouija board or a haunted doll, so it's like the house or the doll is infested. Got it. Then below that is demonic vexation, which is getting physical attacks on the body, such as cuts.
1: Below that is demonic vexation. Bite
0: marks or bruises, of like intensity. So That's like
1: less intense than a.
0: Because that a means house? they've already had the ability to take over a object or a being. Oh, as opposed to just, like,
1: attacking, Yeah. Got it. Lashing.
0: Yeah. Because, like, technically in this story, all those priests who got hurt were victims of demonic vexation. Like, they were attacked. And last below that is demonic obsession. When someone is being attacked by demons in the mind. For this... I'm sorry to anyone who this offends for this. It was giving very like extremist Christian where it's like demons are attacking our young kids and infiltrating them with evil thoughts of video games and guns that kind of where it's like your thoughts are being attacked and you're thinking unholy thoughts because demons are attacking your thoughts. Got it. So tag yourself. Which one are you? I feel like I'm. I'm definitely a little bit obsessed. I'm obsession, demonic obsession.
1: I think I'm vexation. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was hoping you were picking that. I saw vexation. I said, don't pick that one. She'll want that. Yeah. So today, there are around 150 Catholic priests just in the U.S. who are trained in exorcism practices.
1: Well, that's good for us, I guess.
0: Good, but if... If you think Almost. about it on the flip side, and you don't believe any of this is real, then there are 150 people who are ordained abusers who are allowed to lock people up and say... You
1: said that was good. The I devil said is... that. Was that... <laughs> Carol, you said that was good?
0: <laughs> I think your voice came out of nowhere. <laughs> on the flip side, the church is a lot more strict and only approve and oversee exorcisms for a small fraction of the cases that are brought to them most if not all of the methods that were used in ronald's case would still be used in an exorcism to this day
1: Mm.
0: because they're seen as like this is the bible it there's only one way to do it this is how we do it which i think is maybe the scariest thing of all is that what happened to him then it could still happen Yeah. So that's what I've got—the true story, maybe or not, of the exorcism of Ronald Hunkler and all of his aliases, maybe also Roland Doe.
1: Yeah, or Robbie (laughs) Mannheim.
0: Robbie Mannheim. How do you remember that?
1: It's really in my brain. I don't know. I had
0: that list, and I said, "Just skip that one. That's the Peggy
1: (laughs) of them all." Exactly, (laughs) and I'm the Peggy of them all. (laughs) Um wow yeah so this movie i know that it was based off of a novel also Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the person who wrote the screenplay also wrote the novel i know he spent like i think he spent time in the places that it took place or something maybe okay but it it's bs
0: I mean, there's not a whole lot that happens plot-wise, so it's hard to differ from that. It's a boy who, well, it's not even a boy.
1: It's, it's a, a boy, girl. It's a girl. Yeah, I say BS because there were so many things that the demon did beyond just, like, like, like it was, to me, it was like, why are you making it a possessed demon that's creepy and horny and sexual? I don't mm. understand that choice, I guess.
0: I kind of get it where they're trying to make it the most grotesque thing ever, or like most demon-filled thing of this little 12-year-old girl saying all of these horrible things. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't really happen, though.
1: She didn't vom in the guy's face. The guy's mom didn't die. Also, did the priest die at the end and say, take me instead? I don't think so. (laughs) That's how she got exercised in the movie. He like fought with the devil and was like, take me. And then it went into him and then his (gasps) head spun and then he got pushed out the window and died. Okay. So.
0: I slightly was disagreeing when you said BS, but now you've convinced me. BS.
1: And that's the second person that died out that window like that. There was someone earlier. (laughs) And also she came down and greeted the party guests and peed on the floor. (gasps) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you look so creepy right now in the camera <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, I know that angle is bad I don't know there was just as you were telling me things I was like what did I I can if there was like this I, not that I want to see a little kid be abused or like tortured for so long but I'm like mm-hmm. if that's the real story I'd rather hear about like
0: right if we're gonna tell that movie let's tell it
1: BS 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 Please don't come for me, though, anyone, any demons that were associated with that movie.
0: What's my what was my intro line? Let me say it again. Say it again. In nomine nomine patris dominus.
1: In nomine patris (laughs) dominus.
0: But maybe don't say it too many times because it could, could, the translation could be off and we could be summoning something. We could be saying it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't say it three times.
1: I mean, obviously, like I said at the beginning, this movie was one of the highest grossing rated art films and one of the highest grossing Warner Brothers films. If you want to see it, it's a classic movie and many people have also seen it. So it's like kind of a, almost feels like a cultural experience maybe. Because now I feel like I'm in on something that I never really got. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I don't know if you'll be able to find any pictures of this. Boy who it actually happened to on the internet. I don't know if
1: I'll be able to either.
0: For Instagram, but we'll try. We'll try whatever we can. I do have a picture of his original house now. It was like taken in 2015 or something where he originally got possessed and everything, but that's all I got really. Gosh, I wonder if we have any demon listeners. Let us know. We have an yeah. email address, basebysrbs at gmail.com.
1: I'm scared. What if, what?
0: <laughs> you oh. can also follow us on TikTok at basebysrbs. Yeah. Or Instagram at
1: basebysrbs. Instagram.
0: SRBS. Yes, ma'am.
1: And if you want to get ready for next week, like Decker.
0: What spooky journey are we going on now? What's we're going spooky journey on a little more of a now?
1: a witchy journey.
0: Because you're
1: watching The Crucible.
0: Uh, I love this movie. I love this movie. I love everything about it.
1: I can't wait. I almost wrote a play about witches when I went to NTI. <laughs> and with a bunch of other girls. And we were outside in a witchy area. And we like literally found a circle of like sticks in a circle. And we were like, this is the perfect place to write the scripts. But then we kind of freaked ourselves out so the crucible that's what's the up next the crucible
0: will be next week i'm very excited well i will see you then hopefully when the next time you hear from me i won't be a different person possessed by a demon or something
1: yeah with a high-pitched voice apparently yeah <laughs> throw well, that in there has a high-pitched voice yeah she was down here
0: this is my demon voice
1: well it's kind of cute though
0: Oh man <laughs> Even that when I tried can only be a cute little demon
1: Okay Bye BBs <laughs> Bye BBs Is, amazed. Is amazed.
0: Ronald was born into a Jewish Lutheran family. I couldn't find a date. I said that. What? This is is getting cut out of the episode. I said Jewish Lutheran.
1: Yeah, what the fuck is Jewish Lutheran?
0: Nothing, because he was born into a... Let me say it all again. It was German. German. German-Lutheran. The complete opposite of Jewish. If there is an opposite.
1: (laughs) No, no, German's not the opposite, but...
0: (laughs) We're starting it all over. Roland was born into a German-Lutheran family.
1: Roland? Okay. Wait, when did you switch to Roland? I'm sorry.
0: I i said it wrong okay we're starting over ronald ronald <laughs> ronald german 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 <laughs> okay ronald <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> i should have just let you say roland okay <laughs>